Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast today, Monday, December the 14th. My name is Jesse Rivera. I believe this is episode 83, but I know for sure that my guests are Danielle Arce and Nick Larson. Together, they host their own podcast called Secret Minorities, and it's true, I had no idea they were minorities. Um, Nick also, with his buddy Saul Trujillo, hosts the Joke Me Off podcast, freaking hilarious, and Nick also is down with the Deaf Puppies out of the 209. In fact, we talk at great length about the dope Deaf Puppies banner with uh, everyone's profile picture on it, and uh, he tells me a story about the dog on it, so pretty good stuff. Uh, really enjoyed talking with Nick and Danielle. They um, super funny, and when the pandemic happened and everyone was kind of sheltering in place and like not like when everyone first started sheltering in place and like no one knew exactly what was going on nick and danielle powered through it and they kept putting out content they got super creative that's when they started this other podcast the uh the secret minorities podcast nick of course was already doing the joke me off podcast at that point but they found a way to stay creative they found a way to help one another through it and in turn they helped me through a couple of rough days because i saw them and it gave me hope and that's why i asked them to come on the podcast and uh, just talk about what they've been dealing with the past 10 months because fuck it's crazy right and hopefully we're almost out of this just keep wearing a mask keep sheltering in place and do what you got to do okay all right ready okay all right um I'm still sheltering in place at my mom's house, having a good time here. Uh, pretty sure I've gained a little bit of weight. Positive Penelope, my dog, has gained a lot of weight. Matter of fact, she's sleeping right now. Uh, she just ate a little while ago, and we're probably going to eat dinner right after I finish recording this. I've been doing the tour of Bakersfield. Freaking taco trucks everywhere. Shitty part, they don't always take ATM cards. So it's kept me honest because like where I've wanted to buy tons of stuff, I only got a couple bucks on me, so I got to only buy a couple of things. So anyway, without further ado, I will not ramble anymore. I love you guys. I miss you guys. Take care of one another. Hey, how's the Mandalorian? Hey, dumb fucks. Quit posting Mandalorian spoilers first thing Friday morning. I have to work and I don't get to watch the Mandalorian first thing Friday morning. So do me a favor. Stop posting Mandalorian spoilers. And you know what? If you don't like the new Selena, then you don't like the new Selena. You don't have to talk about how much you hate the new Selena. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll step down off of my soapbox now. I hope you are having a safe holiday season. I hope you are sane. Dude, if you need some help, reach out to somebody. If you don't got someone to reach out to, reach out to me. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place. If you can. Remember that song? I think you do. All right. I got to go. I'm Jesse Rivera. Peace. Take care of each other. Please enjoy episode 83 of Comic Talk, the podcast with Nick Larson and Danielle Arce. Peace. All right. Nick and Danielle, how the hell are you guys? We're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Never better. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're (laughs) How long had you guys been together when uh, the quarantine started? Uh, we've been living together for like three months. Yeah, I had just moved in January of last year. Uh-huh. Okay. And like when the 
January of this year. Sorry, January of this year. Okay. It just seems like last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last eight months, like eight years. <laughs> and when when uh, when the quarantine started, uh, had did you did, were you guys able to keep working, or did work completely stop for you guys? And yes. did unemployment kick in for you guys? The last show that we did was March 14th, and then we didn't do a show until June. We each had like one. He had, well, he had like two, and I had one. Mm-hmm. And then August came, and we got like a, like one or two. And then numbers were going down. So it started to pick up a little bit more in September, October. Things were like looking up. But then a second wave hit and it like spread even more like crazy. So now we're back to square one. Yeah, October actually felt normal. Yeah, well, well, a little bit more normal. Like shows that we have, like 10? Yeah, like 10 shows. That's normal. Yeah, that's that's a good month, right? Yeah, that, that's that's an okay month for like like pre-COVID times. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. okay, like that would have been a slow month for me pre-COVID. Yeah, that's a slow month. Mm-hmm. When when the pandemic started and everyone had to shelter in place, uh, being that you guys had just were like kind of very newly moved in together, it was kind of a fun time, right? Like it was kind of cool. Like you're just like, where you guys were totally in love, and you still are, yeah. I'm sure, and. And wasn't yeah, it great at the beginning? Yeah, <laughs> well, for me, I uh, I have um, depression and anxiety. And so the first, I want to say the first four or five months were really, really bad for me. Where it was like a roller coaster with emotions. Because uh, the way that I take care of my depression is by keeping busy. If I have to sit alone in my own thoughts for too long, then that's when you know, darkness kind of takes over a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I definitely went through the whole, like, I'm not doing anything. I don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. And I have mental breakdowns quite a bit for the first few months. Yeah. At least. And then me on the video games in the other room. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you all right or not? No, he, no, he came in. And, <laughs> he's on an asshole. Thankfully, he came in and he calmed me down. But that's just the difference. And I'm just showing the difference in like. Yeah, the dynamic. The dynamic. Like I've been okay this whole time, but I'd have to comfort her a lot. Yeah. I, really? I, I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mole. I could just be in the dark all day long, not talk to anybody, <laughs> just play games. And he's like a bear, computer. like a hibernating bear. He's thriving. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, uh, D- Danielle, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat that you were in. Uh, the yeah. first, the first five months was just absolutely miserable for me because yeah. I am, I'm very much an extrovert, and um, I. Yeah, I'm not an extrovert necessarily. Like, I can only if it's like one-on-one situation or it's like a very close, tight group. I'm like, like that. I know everybody very, very well. Then I'm like this. I'm very outgoing. I can talk. But as soon as I'm in a group where I don't know many people or in that, I'm I'm introverted like big mm-hmm. time. So when I'm at shows, I really don't talk to anybody much unless I'm on stage. <laughs> so, but for me, it's it's more of like I I don't need to be around people. I need to be working and keeping my mind busy and being creative and the outlet you know and so it's like when i know what my my passion is and what i need to be doing and i can't do it that's like that's like death you know in a way so that was really hard to accept for the first day five months i'd say yeah that that was rough and, and nick you're you're the complete opposite you're like this is nice i don't have to go out yeah i was cool i was like nah. 
this I haven't played games in like five years. <laughs> Let's get through all these games. What is what these are nice? <laughs> the game <laughs> graphics have improved over the years. I'm like, oh, it's, it's real. What, what were you? Like, it looks so good. <laughs> Danielle, has he been able to get you to convert into being a gamer, or is that just not your I thing? Mean, that's how we started. That's how we got it. That's how I got into doing games again because uh, we needed something for her to like, you know, um, ease her mind a little bit. So we went. I, I was like. I think maybe we'll go out and like we'll get Sims or something like that. Yeah, we got Sims Sims. and Mortal Kombat. But I grew up playing fighting games Um, since I was little. I like to be like engaged with somebody else and playing, or they're or like I don't know. I like fighting games. I'm very aggressive, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) so I always played like uh, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, Bloody Roar, like all these games I grew up. Oh my gosh, that's that's some violent stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really play anything else. I'm not good at racing games. Um, the role playing games, I can't get into it. I don't know. It just, I like. Yeah, I understand. I understand like the whole like concept and stuff like that. Well, what you do with your games is similar to like a role playing game. Yeah, RPGs. So like getting into a story and being invested, I understand. Uh-huh. Like getting into that, but it doesn't interest well, me. I think a role playing. I just want to punch a bit. I think every time I, I, I think of role playing games, I think of like, oh, you you hit hit B, they run over, they attack, and then they come back. That's that's what uh, what like, like World of Warcraft. Yeah, the introduction for for role playing games to me, and I was like, ew, this is gross. No, yeah, I think kind of yeah. You, like you kind of have that look right now. Last of Us Two right now, but you're playing as somebody. So yeah, that's an RPG. It's, it's, no, it's an action. It's an action game. But isn't it technically RPG if you're playing as somebody? No, I think there's more. It's, it's a little bit more complicated with an RPG than that. I'm I'm gonna side with you on this one, uh, Danielle. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think I think he's tried to avoid the label of uh, <laughs> playing a role playing game. He's a non-binary because... gamer. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I think of it more as like a third-person shooter because you're kind of it's like an adventure third-person shooter because I mean that's what you're doing most of the game is uh, it's like stealth and then shooting. Yeah, so and I get it. It just doesn't interest me. Yeah. I don't know. I just it doesn't. I like stories when it comes to people. I get really frustrated with my son because all he wants to do is play online with his friends. And I bought a Red Dead Redemption Two for him, and he hasn't played it one time. And that was like a month ago. And I was like, dude, oh, man, this game is well, amazing. He's kind of like me, where you know, with his games, he's playing with his friends. It's interactive, yeah. and that's another thing I like about you know when I play The Sims or I play Mortal Kombat. I don't just play by myself. I have somebody with me. You know, so it's like an interactive yeah. kind of experience. And there goes my my uh, shut off nature again. I'm like, I don't need to play with people. This story is great. <laughs> well, I just need one person to play with. That's it. that's, that's interesting. That's that's so, that's so funny. Um, yeah. When the pandemic, and I I can't really pinpoint when it was, but you guys have kind of nonstop been very entertaining on the internet. You guys put up, or you guys put out that series of pictures of, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the one that's, that keeps coming to mind is like, well, like Nick is sitting on a toilet trying to read something and you're like, yeah. you're like yeah. uh, hugged up on him. Like yeah. you guys, like, like you guys really uh, kept up some good spirits and you, you made a lot of us laugh in the in those early days of the pandemic. And um, it was one of the reasons like, like I kept like when I kept like kind of like uh, cycling through the people I wanted to talk to, like I kept saying, man, I want to talk to Nick and Danielle because like they <laughs> really they, they they helped out in those in those in those early months. And 
you're right, man. September, October, it it almost seemed like it was about to get normal again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're allowing, they were allowing more indoor seating at places. The gym was allowing 10% capacity. So I was back to like working out the gym again, which yeah. felt great. And so I was like, oh, wow, things are looking up. And then just. Yeah, well, they've been talking about a second wave since June. Yeah, they did. So, we I, were I mean, kind of like, yeah, was waiting for it. I, um, we're, I'm sure everybody was hoping that it wouldn't hit a second wave, but I mean, I think it was inevitable. I think it was going to happen anyways. So we're just going to yeah. have to weather this one and then get through it. But we need people, yeah. to, more people to take it seriously. And I think it sucks to say, but the, since the cases have gone up and now it's, it's not even like, you know, somebody who knows somebody, you know, somebody at this point. I think almost everybody yeah. should know at least somebody within their circle, one degree of somebody that has gotten COVID or has it right now. So, you know, I know somebody that died last week from it and, and they were around my age. So it's like, we got to take this more seriously at this point. I think it's kind of obvious now. So hopefully there won't be a big wave like this again. Mm-hmm. I no, I, I think, I think Nick said, right. We just, we just got to weather through this, this last yeah. one and, and we'll start seeing and I don't want to get in the whole like if you're vaxxer or anti-vaxxer or all that, but I think mm-hmm. that we're that I think I like for me, like I'm very optimistic and I kind of see like a light at the end of the tunnel right now, but yeah. we're in a really, 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 really bad place right now. And yeah. uh yeah, there's just so many people that a friend of mine, uh, she just spent a week in Texas and uh she said it's like there's no pandemic there. It's like like everything is open everyone is out um yeah she's you know so um i don't know texas is a country of their own so yeah they they build a wall around texas if anything and and they always have been you know they call themselves the they don't they call themselves the lone star state Um, i think they would be okay with building a wall around them to keep us i think they i think they absolutely would be they they are definitely their own breed man somebody Um, tell biden (laughs) <laughs> how, how was it uh so you got to perform uh here in bakersfield uh do, did you did you get I, yeah. to enjoy that or was it like just drive here do the show and drive back oh we didn't do that well it was definitely part of the on the way kind of scenario but we were um, driving to phoenix yeah so it was on the way it was at room 82 and it was uh an amazing uh, an amazing venue yeah jessica really cool. de la garza She's uh, one of the women that runs it. Um, the man that hosts it, his name is Danny Morrison, right? Morrison? Is it Danny? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, they run a very professional ship there. Like, it's very well done. They're, you know, everything's on time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they take care of the talent. And yeah, it's, just, it's a great experience overall. Yeah, but... they had like a really cool three cameras set up. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was broadcast. It was it was pretty cool. For being a socially distant show where they they couldn't allow an audience to come in, uh, we all had to sign waivers that yeah. we didn't have any symptoms of COVID or anything like that as well. Like we had to go through that whole thing. Um, but, you know, the, the crew is all there. You know, there's at least five or six people. So you're getting some laughs and feedback. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's getting posted on Facebook Live. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Could just imagine having that crew there and also, like, I think it's uh, it seated like 20 people, maybe. Yeah, it's so, it's a small theater, yeah. but it's amazing. So if there, I mean, there, there was an actual audience there, it would have been Fire. even, yeah, even better. 
but yeah, without, yeah, still really good. I I grew up in Bakersfield, and there was there's always been a comedy scene in Bakersfield. So like that, there's like lots of like unused theater spaces in Bakersfield that are now that can now be used like ex exclusively for comedy and live music. Because I think that's what she wants to do, right? Like she wants to do like a comedy live music type thing. Because I've seen her yes. like broadcast. Wasn't Jason yeah, was like was, was music? In a way, yeah. not only variety you was you know they go up and they do music. And then a comic goes up, does their time, and then the host does an interview with them. And they, they don't go over time. They're like, we're going to do just a quick five-minute interview. Bam. Then the band plays another song. Comic goes up, does their time. There's another five-minute interview. The band does one more song. The show's over. Yes, cool. So cool good. Did, did you guys get to see, uh, I believe that Jay Smith, uh, keyboard player? Yeah. The performed? Jay Smith band. Yeah, yeah. They were, they yeah. were, the, they were the band. Yeah. How awesome were they? Did, did, yeah, you, did you get to enjoy them? They were awesome. They were good. Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay Smith I, is a madman on the keyboards, man. Like I, um, Jay Smith was one of those guys that like, like if I was if I was gonna go out one night and I would check and I was like, Jay Smith is playing. I've got to go check him out because yeah. Um, nice. yeah, he does jazz. He also plays uh, in my friend's group. He's a keyboardist for uh, a, a local band called Mental Buru. And uh, they're 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 phenomenal, and uh, I really I, I really admire the work that Jessica De La Garza is doing. It seems like she's um, like she's bringing like like a, like a, what she's learned in business and and running it that way in comedy. Like how you said is like no nonsense. The interviews lasted exactly what they're supposed to last, and like it was it was nice and tight. Uh, and um, yeah, I've worked with Jessica a few times before that. Because oh, I've been to bigger uh -huh. shows and stuff like that. I've known her for a while. And so when we booked this, I looked at him and I was like, because he didn't know Jessica. And I was like, this is going to be a great show. Because he was nervous because, he, you know, he's not a fan of the Zoom thing where like mm -hmm. doing shows via Zoom because there's no audience feedback usually. Yeah. So he's like, well, what's this going to be like doing a Facebook live show? Oh, let's get it over with before we go to Phoenix. And I was like trying to assure him. I'm like, no, if Jessica's running this, we're going to be taken care of. It's going to be a great experience. And you know, it turns out, you know, I was right. Jessica has that reputation and she's maintaining that reputation. She's amazing. Yeah, she's a total badass, total badass. And I, and I really admire her. Um, how long into the podcast before you guys, uh, well, because Nick, you've, you've had the, the Joke Me Off podcast going for like years and years That's now? Seven years now, yeah. Seven years. You're like over 300 <laughs> episodes. Yeah. And that's you and, is that mainly you and Saul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? yeah. Know, um, I every mean, once in a while, yeah, I pop in. You know, I, I like the dynamic. I think, yeah, I think people like the dynamic when she's on there. You know, <laughs> I, uh, even though you don't think so. People, I mean, like Ellis, even Ellis said, Ellis Rodriguez, he was like, I like when she's on, I like listening to it when she's on. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Oh. I think it's, a, I mean, because it's <laughs> us, do like, I mean, just being assholes and doing potty talk but yeah it's it's potty talk the whole time and it's so funny when the lady on it's a little bit more tame <laughs> yeah it, it it definitely yeah, is like bro talk you know because they think it needs to be tame for me i think they're like oh she's a lady with lady ears she they forget that i'm a fucking degenerate myself you know <laughs> that i'm a comedian i am disgusting i've done disgusting things but like they're like we don't want there's a lady here oh okay like <laughs> 
notch it, notch it down. Oh Lord. So how far into the pandemic were we when you guys decided to do your own podcast? And was that something you guys had been thinking about doing for a while? And then now that we had the time on our hands, is it, was it that kind of thing? It was before we even were in the pandemic. Yeah, it? before the pandemic started, we already kind of knew we wanted to do a podcast. But I told them, I don't want to start it until we know the name, the yeah. general theme of the podcast, and how we're going to do it. You know, I don't want to just all right, it's just the Nick and Danielle podcast. No, I want it to be something a little catchy, yeah. you know? Um, I, I'm i not um, a podcast listener myself. Like, it has to be something I'm super interested in in that specific topic. And even then, it's like, I have to be, like, doing something. I have to be at the gym working out in order for me to listen to a podcast. I can't mm -hmm. just sit and, like, oh, I will tune out. I'm, I have ADD. So I yeah. was like, we need to have something that's going to capture people's attention. And so eventually... I was like, we were thinking about names for our podcast. And we have, I was like, we have to do something that we have in common. And so I had the idea of um, NADS. It's N-A-D-S. And that would stand for Nick and Danielle Show. And that's, I like it. I like that's it. That's super potty humor. That's super silly, you know. But then I also thought of, wait, we're secretly minorities. That would be cool, secret minorities. And so... He wanted Nads because he's, you know, silly. Because I'm joke me off. Yeah, because of joke me <laughs> off. And then I, I was leaning more towards secret minorities because I kept thinking, what's going to catch on more? What can we get more people to be like, oh, I want to sponsor this? Or, you know, just it's more professional sounding in a way. So we went with secret minorities. But we still have Nads, though. Because we have to make it our, up with our, our, li our listeners are Nats. Uh, we're ha ha there are Nick and Danielle squad. Nick and Danielle squad. Oh, our, look at that. Said, how are our Nats hanging? Yeah, my brother was a guest. He goes, how are the Nats hanging? <laughs> that is great marketing. Like you could, uh, man, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And how many episodes in are you guys? Are you guys doing it consistently? Or yeah, we three? just recorded 20. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. So it's been exactly 20 weeks because we record every single week. Mm -hmm. So, And are you putting it up on Zoom also, or are you just doing the podcast platforms? Just this audio. I mean, are you doing it on YouTube? At, well, just... last night we did the first time. I just, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't mm -hmm. announce it. I just went on Instagram Live. And so we had Instagram Live going while we were recording. I was like, let's just see how this does. I don't know if we're going to keep it up, mm -hmm. but, you know, we'll see how that goes if people want to tune in live. Yeah. Might make it fun. Oh. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been doing this not okay, so I haven't been doing I've been doing the podcast for like a year now. And but like I'm 49 years old. So like I was a blogger in Bakersfield back in like 2003, 2004. And I remember at that time in 2003, 2004 thinking to myself wouldn't it be awesome? Because I was a music blogger. Like I would go out to local shows oh, nice. and I would, and I would take a bunch of pictures and then I would come home and I would write a review. And cool. I remember like just sitting and talking to my friends at shows and thinking to myself, wouldn't it be awesome if I could instantly post the pictures from the show uh, instead of like having to go home, upload them to my yeah. computer. Right. And they were, and they were like, yeah. That would be awesome, but man, there's no way. Yeah. Like that's like, impossible. What if we called it Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> right? And like, look at look at what we can do today. Like, I know. It's, 
crazy like how we how far we've come in, in such a short period of time and i was listening to a, a podcast the other day and they were saying how like uh, like growing up so many people wanted to break into radio and it was so hard to break into radio but yeah. like now like now anybody, nobody wants to be in a radio yeah. yeah and now anybody can just create their own channel and their own show their own frequency and just yeah. do their own thing and we yeah. really are uh, everybody wants to be a, a radio DJ and now everybody just wants to be a DJ everybody <laughs> wants to be Joe Rogan <laughs> now, yeah now everybody wants to be Joe Rogan it's definitely <laughs> yeah are, do you guys listen I listen to Joe Rogan maybe about if he posts 10 episodes I'll maybe listen to one like some, like he'll have on somebody the on there yeah, it depends on the guest exactly for the most part I'm gonna be honest I don't really care for Joe Rogan himself like as a person um I don't I think he's got a little bit of I mean I know that he's open to listening to people which I appreciate but he still himself has a very obscure view on on a lot of things and so for me I'll hear some things that he says and it's way too bro like dude bro for me mm -hmm. I'm like oh yeah. fuck this guy I can't but you know if he's got someone like Dave Chappelle or you know somebody that I want to listen to that's like like Elon Musk like you know like he's kind of evil, but I want to listen to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want, I need to listen to that episode, you know? So it depends on who his guest is, I think, for me. But. Yeah, yeah, same. Where do you think you guys will be a year from now? Do you think, like, once we kind of, because I, I see it getting normal-ish, like April, May, June, where, like, yeah. shows will be going strong again. Um, yeah. Do you think you'll still have as much interest in doing your podcast or is it going to be hard yeah, to find a balance? I yeah. think it's going to be another continuous thing, you know? Like, it only takes a couple hours a week out of, you know, yeah. a couple hours out of our week to finish it. Cause like we record for about an hour. It takes him about an hour to, you know, do the edits, mm -hmm. you know, and then we just post it. So it really isn't that strenuous for us. Yeah. What are you What are you editing on, Nick? Are you using uh, Are you using Audacity to do the audio, or what are you Adobe Audition audio with? I'm fancy. Oh, don't. So, are you uh, Are you a user of Adobe because you've used it so long to do your photography? Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I use I use right uh, I use Lightroom, Photoshop, uh, uh, yeah, Adobe Edition, um, whatever. Yeah, I always been Adobe. How how long have you how long have you been doing your photography? Been doing photography for about ten years professionally, about eight years. Um, I've been doing Photoshop since I was eighteen, so I've been wow. doing it for a while. Yeah, I um I used to model back in the day, and the the, the photographer that I knew, he um he told me to try out editing, so I would mm -hmm. edit his photos too, and. I just never stopped using it after that. Um, I always, uh, when I first started doing comedy, um, and I was and I was getting a show here and there, I always admired your hustle because, like, not only were you on a show, but you were like on the side, like recording everyone's gig yeah. for a couple of bucks, and I was like, dude, this guy's <laughs> killing it right now. Um, he's got a family to that, feed. Yeah. That's the motivation. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a couple kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to work at Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Side Hustle. That's what I am. I could do. I do anything I could do. Do headshots. Yeah. Do video. 
posters, business cards, yeah. anything that I could do. Did you do that uh, that picture for the uh, well for the, the the deaf puppies picture? Is that is that your work? Of yeah. the, the oh, all of the, the heads dog? in a row. Oh yes, that's the, one. That that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's, well, that's an awesome picture. Side. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I yeah. like that picture. That that was yeah. a pain in the ass to put together, but it was it came out good. <laughs> I I can't tell you how many times I've stared at that and looked at like and like thought like okay how did they it's it's an individual headshot, right? Each one is like, yeah, it's individual. It? And I had to put them together. I had to cut out most of, since they're to the side, I had to cut out everything right here that was black and get as close to the skin as possible without it looking weird. And then put them all together, layer on top of layer. How so, long did it take? Probably, and did it start off that way? Like, like, was that the vision when you first yeah, that was started the putting vision. that together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just do you remember how long it took? I think I was looking at the uh, the Justice League uh, uh, poster, the early version of it, where it was just like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, that uh, looked like it was just kind of the light was hitting like that, and I was like, that'd be a cool idea for us. So let's try to do something like that, and then just kind of not mimic it completely, just do it a little bit different, and then come. You know, obviously, if you see something that you like, you don't recreate it completely. You kind of put your own spin on it so i decided to do that and uh i was like you know what'd be funny too is if we had banshee in there too mm -hmm. and that just seals the deal with the whole Banshee's picture the dog. yeah <laughs> whose dog is that that's uh chris's dog she's actually Chris's dog. a deaf puppy that's how they came up with their yeah, name yeah if anybody doesn't really? know that yeah the deaf puppies uh there's nine of us um and uh yeah we got the name because when you're uh doing when you're doing chats on Facebook, you can change the name of the group chat. Yeah. And Chris changed it to the Deaf Puppies. And then so we would just keep saying the Deaf Puppy Chat, the Deaf Puppy Chat. And it started like getting out like more people heard the name Deaf Puppies. And eventually somebody was like, You guys are from Bobby. Like, that should be your comedy group. Yeah. You, know? you guys are like, you guys are like the Wu Tang of comedy. <laughs> of the 209. <laughs> of the 209. Um, I heard of like I've only been doing comedy just over two years and when uh, and I come from the hip-hop generation and I had like like early on like in my mind like I was like I just want to be like part of like a com and I remember talking to Jamie Fernandez about it because like she was my like I, I took like comedy I took like the stand-up 101 and the stand-up 201 and I remember talking to Jamie Fernandez one night off. after no, no, I did it with uh, I did it with uh, Robert Barry and oh, uh, cool. yeah, I did it with Robert Barry and then Jamie Fernandez, and I remember talking to Jamie Fernandez one night after class, and we we're just shooting the breeze, and I was like, yeah, dude, like I just want to like find a bunch of like like-minded artists and like create like a comedy crew, and then she was like, you mean like the Deaf Puppies, and I was yeah. like, what are the Deaf Puppies? And she's like, they're this group of dudes from the two hundred nine, and so it was already in my head. So like when I started like seeing you guys like all over, I mean, um, I, I really admire the hustle of all you guys because all of you guys are fucking killers, um, kind of going against the grain, kind of don't give a fuck, like say whatever yeah. you want. You have a podcast called Joke Me Off. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, uh, like Saul, he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's yeah. Yeah, we're going to continue to so do that funny. podcast for as long as we can, too. Yeah. I mean, we don't 
sometimes he's only here once a month so we only put out one episode a month but but it gets a lot of listens they're still avid fans Mm -hmm. so it's gonna stay yeah 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 Um, it's uh, pretty good but yeah i mean it like the saying goes you're stronger in numbers you know so you get with the group get hang out with comics i think if you're not hanging out with comics you're not improving because you you need that feedback you need to be bouncing ideas off that's why we work so well yeah yeah that's all we do i've read so much since since we've been together yeah really She's really yeah. good with being like, you should write that down because I, I just say stupid shit all day long. Well, you know, I'm sure, you know, I mean, you're only two years in, but I'm sure you understand this as well, where like, if like, there's so, so many times where we'll have an idea. I'm like, oh, I'll remember that later. No, no, I learned early on, you will not remember that later. So you have to write it down, whether it's just a, you write it in a tweet, you send it out, or you put it in your notes on your phone, or you physically write it in a notebook somewhere you have to write it because you will forget so you know it's a lot of times it's something that where i'm like that would be great i'm like yeah that would be great and i'm like if you don't write it down we're gonna forget it and it's gonna it could make your set pop off so Mm -hmm. let's fucking write it down (laughs) i can't tell you how many times i fucking got it because i smoke a little bit i don't like i smoke weed but i'm not like an all day long stoner Uh like Mm -hmm. i like to smoke a bowl like right after work and mm-hmm. I like to smoke a bowl right before I go to bed. And I can't tell yeah. you how many times I'm laying in bed and I have this entire seven minutes of just gold. <laughs> and I think to myself, all right, I'm going to fucking work on this first thing in the morning. Nope. And then I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck was it? It was, it was about. Keep a notebook next to your bed and fuck and write Keep it down. Mouth. Get your phone and just talking to your yeah, phone. Yeah, do that do too. Voice memos. And then just rip the way to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? I gotta, I gotta start doing the fucking voice memos. You're absolutely right. Cause like, I, I like to take my phone out and type a note. I, I don't do that, but I definitely do the voice recording because like, um, I have every single one of every single time I've ever gotten up on stage and told a joke, I have it recorded. Perfect. Um, nice. That's great. Um, I do, I do have that. Um, I just. Like I can just scroll for hours. And you listen you to it afterward? Can, that's like you have to listen to it afterwards. Yeah. Okay, like, good, good, good. Because okay. like you have to listen to the uncomfortable stuff, right? And like yes. yeah. And then yeah. um you also catch like the little things, like you're like, why the fuck did they laugh at that? And like kind of like take note. Do you guys do that too? I mean, yeah, we'll listen to it, but for me it's like I'll hear where I could take the joke. Or I could put an extra tag here, or I could take it here. I go off on a tangent here, or I think of a callback, or I think of a, like just something else, or worry I can hear my utterisms I need to get rid of. Yeah. Or I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said um, or shouldn't have said I don't know, or you know those habits that we tend to pick mm-hmm. up. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely uh, find things that we say all the time. Yeah. Like I say, that's fantastic a lot. That's fantastic. I, I have, <laughs> I have I some of my some of my early sets that I recorded. I said right, you know, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Like, Fuck, I say right like a thousand times sometimes on yeah, some of my So life. the next time you go up, you're like, all right, don't say right at all. Don't say right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you got, are you guys at the point, because you guys are like a lot more seasoned than I am. Are you at the point where it's like you're, you'd rather record video so that you could watch your mannerisms versus like listening to what you're doing? I do, I do video purely as a content type thing because i do a lot of crowd work so i'm already listening to i don't need to do the audio since i have the video i i'm watching it already but i'm looking for a clip 
but still I'm I'm able to you know see if I said anything awkward or uh, see if my like mannerisms are off. Thing. But yeah, but I'm definitely trying to find a clip that I can post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when I talked to Robert Amoto, he was telling me like how record like like he was always about recording the audio from his sets. But then like once he got to a certain part, once he got to a certain point in his comedy, what uh, how much he was able to take away by recording the video because he's noticing like yep. putting his hand in his pocket or like I don't think that would be a thing that you do eventually. I think if you have you know, a way to record yourself visually, you know, like, a, like a, if you use your phone or you have a camera, do it from day one, Yeah. you know, like don't wait yeah. oh, on two or three years in. No, because I remember there were times where I would, I would just set up my phone while I was doing an open mic at Flappers, you know, to like 10 comics at midnight. But I was like, you know what, like I need to watch myself, you know, and I would come home, watch my three minute set and be like oh god i need to fix this you know and that was when i was two years in you know yeah so that helped me more than anything else was because you see it you hear it you can like a lot of comics tend to look down a lot in the beginning because they're nervous they don't want to interact with the crowd and i'm that kind of person in a way so i was like i need to make eye contact with people i need to look at the audience more mm -hmm. So that was like one of my first takeaways along with just many other little mannerisms or things where I'm like, I, I should fix this or I should fix that. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. how many, if you're a newer comic, don't post any clips of no, your jokes. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> if you're recording your set, if you, if it's like a funny moment, if it's like off the cuff, it's like a, like a crowd work type moment, definitely post that, but don't give away your jokes at all. I didn't I start. I didn't start that. posting videos of myself. I mean, I'm nine years in at this point, and I didn't start posting. Feel comfortable posting videos of myself regularly until maybe a year and a half ago. Every once wow. in a while, that I would post a video here and there, like it would be tiny clips or whatever. And anytime I post a video clip on YouTube, it would stay unlisted, so it's purely for you know submitting for things. Yeah. And then eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm writing so much that I don't know if, if and when I get to the opportunity of having a special, a lot of the stuff isn't going to make it to that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I could be writing things completely different. My life could change so much that I have a whole new set. So let's, let's, so I'm not afraid now at this point, if something like crushed and I had some fun riffing in there, yeah. you know what? I'll post it out that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? definitely do that. Cause I mean, you're wanting to engage with people and them see that you're doing well on stage. But if you're putting out jokes that you're like workshopping, yeah, that's not, that's not a smart thing to do. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I always look at like uh, profiles of like the newer comics when mm -hmm. they follow me and there's always like videos of them at open mics and stuff. I'm like, this is not what you yeah. should be doing at all. Yeah. Post pictures. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're a newer comic, your friends are already interested in what you're doing. Right. You know, they're like, oh, shit, he's at shows and he's doing stuff. You don't need to post a clip in order for them to be interested and in, in, in think about coming out, yeah. you know? Um, if, and if anything, if you post a video from, uh, like, an open mic, it's going to deter them from coming. Yeah. Yeah, you want an it's actual, gonna what? You want an actual if show. If you post a video from, like, an open mic, more than likely it's going to deter your friends from coming. Because even if yeah. you have a decent joke in a mic, the laughs are going to be 
like you may think it was fire because you made three three of the five comics laugh but it's gonna look unprofessional because guaranteed at an open mic the lighting isn't usually great the backdrop isn't great um and the audience feedback isn't going to be fire you know because it's just mainly comics and they don't laugh as hard as a regular crowd so yeah posting from something somewhere professional where you have the good lighting a good backdrop you know they can see your face they can hear you properly and there's a fire reaction from the crowd and if there isn't a fire reaction from the crowd don't post it yeah the only thing I, uh, well, the only time I think you should post anything is if you have a joke that's really workshopped. Yeah. It's awesome. You have it recorded and you don't do it anymore. If you don't do it anymore, you're not worried about burning it on stage now. So no. just put it up. You know, now you have content, especially during these times. Yeah, it's like hard to gather content but because you're not doing anything. I've been posting stuff that I tell on stage all the time. Like uh-huh. I'll post a clip here and there. I'm not afraid to do it because it's, you know, like I have so much more material that expands from what i'm posting as well yeah. so but you're also always writing those so it's I like am. that that stuff's becoming like your back burner jokes yeah you know what i mean yeah because mm-hmm. eventually danielle you yeah danielle you're from la no i'm originally from phoenix um okay i moved to la in 2012 um and i lived there off and on um until january so I was there for a couple of years. Uh, I got married. My ex was in the military. So I lived in San Diego for a little while. And then I lived overseas in Japan for a little while. And then I moved back to LA for a couple of years. Um, and then now I'm here. How, how much did you love San Diego? What's that? Did, did, did you love San Diego? I like San Diego. Um, Really? I, and that's another thing here, like being here in Stockton. I'm glad I'm here during the pandemic. Um, I'm the happiest I've ever been because I'm with this guy. But I I thrive when I'm in a town where there's more industry. You know, it doesn't have to be Hollywood. It doesn't have to be New York City. But San Diego, for me, like, there's a lot of comedy, but it's such a small club. Like, like. I know I could like at the time that I lived there, I knew all of the comedians. I knew everybody, you know, and so I get bored of that, you know. Uh-huh. So when I was living in LA, that for me was something great because there's always somebody new that I could see, or I could, you know, if, if I had nothing going on, I could go down to the comedy store because I'm a comic, I can watch things for free so that I get to see like Whitney Cummings on stage or see Ali Wong working out a set. Um and so like that for me and like i was able to like you know just be around more industry just kind of is more inspiring for me but um it just it got to a point where my day job wasn't um it didn't pan out very well i was working for for somebody in the industry as well um and then the beginning was supposed to be great and that was when i met this guy um and i tell a lot of people it's like it's kind of serendipitous um, it was kind of felt like a sign from the universe because as this job was started out great and he had, you know, he had had previous assistants before who like had healthcare and all this shit. So I was like, oh, this is a solid job, you know, and he wasn't getting work because he pissed somebody off in the industry and that one person spread the news. And so he wasn't getting work. Wow, um, and it was all a misunderstanding as well because he's not an asshole. My my boss uh-huh. wasn't an asshole. He had just said something a little off color where 
if you know him, you know, it's funny, but if you don't know him, you're like, oh, he's a pompous asshole. So he said something that pissed somebody off and it spread. And so he wasn't getting work and I was his personal assistant. And so my money was just depleting. So that just, just trickled down to you. And it was right after my, it was right after my separation from my ex-husband and my ex-husband kind of encouraged me to pursue my craft more than anything. So he didn't, he was like, you don't have to get a regular job because he made a lot of money. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to pursue comedy. So we separated. He kind of effed me over a little bit where he kind of just, he met somebody and then decided to stop. He's like, I'll stop taking care of you. (laughs) And so right around that time when my new day job was supposed to go well, and it was tanking. I met Nick and he was in a situation where he needed to move to a new place. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. For me, one of three things can happen. I can try to stay in LA and, and stay in somebody's freaking living room until I scrounge up the money to get a, another room somewhere. I move right. back to Phoenix, home with my parents in my 30s, or I can move in with somebody that I know I'm falling in love with and I have so much fun with and just see where it goes from there. And I had been coming up for shows a bunch and the money here, not just not particularly in the 209, but just in Northern California and Central Valley area and the Bay area in general, pay. In LA, you don't make any money. Like 20, like 20 to $50 in a week in LA was, was a good week. Uh-huh. Um, there would be weeks where I'd have like, you know, like on typical, a typical week, I'd have anywhere from three to six shows a week. And I would say that if I had, let's say if I had six shows, two of those shows, I would get paid something. So I also would travel a lot. So I drove down to San Diego, Temecula, Marietta, the IE. Um, I drove up to Bakersfield a lot because I needed to make, I wanted to make money and get real real fans in LA you can't get real fans so there's there's plus and minuses to pros and cons to you know moving out of LA or living in LA and I think for me I was like you know what like I don't see it too much different because I have established myself enough in LA where I have enough connections and things like that and I mean even during the pandemic I've I kept up with script writing screenwriting um I took a course with with um a TV producer that is located in LA and we got to do it via Zoom, you know? I feel like I haven't really skipped a beat as far as that goes. And I didn't make an announcement that I moved. So some people think I still live there. I don't know. The first show that you did over there was like a guest spot. They gave me 40 bucks. No, they gave me 60. 60 bucks. Yeah. For a seven minute guest spot. Yeah. I think it was like a five to seven minute guest spot. And it was a really, I had a really, I had a lot of fun. It, It was a great set. And I, I, the host handed me 60 bucks and I was like, what is this? <laughs> wait, what? Um, yeah. um, what? <laughs> that's, that's yeah. great. That's great. And so did you, you guys met doing comedy? Is that how? Yeah. 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 Just like at a random show? Well, on the, on the um, social media, we just, he, you know, we started following to because of mutual friends and stuff. So we yeah. were the kind of people where it's a, it's kind of a networking thing where like if somebody starts following me i'll check out their stuff and if they if they seem pretty seasoned i'll probably follow them back if they're not too seasoned i might wait till i meet them 
and then I'll be like, oh, okay, cool, cool, we can follow each other. It just depends, you know? And so that's kind of how it happened with us. Yeah. Started following each other. And yeah, I, I watched one of your Instagram lives. I used to do Instagram live a yeah, lot. She was talking about anxiety and she said that she was talking about smoking weed and something. It like kind of frees her out. If I have sativa. Yeah, so I, uh, Same. I yeah, I sent her a, a link to like a, uh, maybe you should try like a half half THC, half CBD, see mm -hmm. if that like keeps you calm. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like, every once in a while started talking here and there. And then he came down to LA because um, he and Saul were doing, Saul was doing a show at the Walmart in North Hollywood and then they both did a scene in Long Beach. Uh, so he was like, hey, let's, let's like actually meet up. Let's, you know, we'll do, a, I'm going to do the mic, the ha ha. And I was like, oh, I might get the ha ha. Because you have to pay, and it's like I don't want to pay for a mic, but you know, he convinced me. I brought my friends up with me, and so we met up, we hung out, we had a, we had a fun, like just honestly, just hanging out yeah. as as friends. So we just kind of started from there and just started a friendship, basically. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys found each other because you guys definitely work well together. And like I said, you guys are you guys are very entertaining and and are always putting out great content. Uh, as individually, so I I just really admire you guys. And uh, man, I, I always tell people like if they're gonna do a show, like fucking get Nick to record your shit, because like Nick, not only like do you you charge a fair price, but like I knew I was gonna get it the next day. You know, like yeah. I knew that like, if you said, yeah, I knew like like if you said I would get it on Tuesday, more than likely I was really gonna get it like Monday afternoon, Monday night, and like you yeah. you always delivered. Uh, ahead of schedule every time well i think everything's everything's investment i i spent a lot of money in the on my computer you know it's like i spent a lot of money on my camera i spent a lot of money on my computer because i know that eventually they're going to pay for themselves and i'm going to be able to do my workflow is going to be a lot faster so yeah my computer my new one fucking cranks out shit super quick and all i do is i render everything it's a, a certain size. I run it through a program called Handbrake and that compresses it. So it's a smaller size and I could get a clip done and like with all those things and then uploading it like half an hour. Yeah, so. I can't, I couldn't believe like how quick, cause like I would pay attention. And I'd be like, okay, he's recording like five people's sets tonight. There's no way he's gonna, like, I was almost like, all right, no, he said Tuesday, there's no fucking way. And they're like, bam, <laughs> there it is. I'm like, the fuck, he did it exactly never anything wrong with them i think you've probably recorded three sets for me at least and i, I was always like incredibly happy with it and yeah. um yeah um, and being a photographer he knows how to get the best lighting you know he knows how to make make sure that you guys look good because he and then as a comedian because that's what he does for himself you know mm -hmm. so he does just does that for everybody else and yeah it's quality yeah i i well because yeah i know like she said, I don't know, standard for myself. So right. I'm not going to do anything less for anybody else. You know, if I want to continue to, um, you know, get people to, to uh, purchase video, it has to be a certain quality. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I know, I know comics, you know, I've been a comic for fucking nine years, man. I know we don't have a whole lot of money, you know, unless you have like an act, like a real day job. But even then it's like, you're, most of you guys are living in Sacramento. It's pretty expensive out there. You know, you live by yourself. You got to pay for, you got to pay for, you know, gas and food, bills, all your shit. I'm like, I'm not going to charge you guys an arm and a leg. It's going to be fucking like 40 bucks. If I go into the city, 
like San Francisco, like your background right there, it's going to be sixty because I got to I got to travel. It's for travel. travel and because <laughs> you got to pay sixty to park. Yeah, yeah. it's. I'm gonna keep it low. That's why I, I do a deal for comics for headshots too. It's but yeah, but that's just the deal for comics basically. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we know how we can relate to how broke you can be. For yeah, this. And it's only for comics. Yeah, it's, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's only for comics. If you're not an actual comedian, he he will not he will charge yeah. you more. Mm -hmm. Right on, right on. Well, hey guys, I I really want to thank you for uh, for joining me this this Sunday thank morning and rescheduling yeah. with me and for for dealing with the with the technical issues that I've been experiencing. I, I think it's run smoothly. I'm just hoping that it all goes. I'm recording on my iPad where I normally record on my laptop. Um, oh, I'm gonna yeah, have to wait great. longer for it to, to to upload to the Zoom. So I hope everything goes yeah. well. But, mm -hmm. but uh, th thanks for coming on. And like I said, man, thanks for, for everything you guys do. Because Anytime, like, man. We like, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, these, these nine months have been horrible for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, to know. share what you guys have been going through, uh, it's, it's, it's really appreciated. Um, uh, I'll, plug, I'll plug all your stuff. I, it always cracks me up when people say, follow me on the... Since no one's writing the shit down. <laughs> I'll put all the links in uh, on the Perfect. episode page. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon, man. Uh, stay safe and have a have a great have a merry I say merry Christmas. I don't care. <laughs> have a merry yeah, Christmas. Have, you too. Yeah. It's, have a I good holiday. It's all wacky. Have a fucking merry Christmas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You too. And uh, and shout out to the shout out to the deaf puppies and all the tool and I sing because you guys you guys keep it real, man. I really admire all you guys. Thanks, brother. And hopefully uh, we'll be doing shows out there again soon. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything. It's gonna, it's gonna come back around. We'll be good. We'll be good. But stay safe, man. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, Take care, you guys. All right. Bye.